Ah, uh, this. Uh... What? Sorry. <laughs> Thomas. Hom- yeah. Your your surname is not Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I can't. I can't Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Thomas. I, think, I thought you said hummus. Like, <laughs> My surname is hummus. I was like. <laughs> Jess Thomas. Not Jess Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, girl. This is the most professional you've ever been. Hello everyone and welcome to Scratching the Itch, a podcast all about free games you can find on itch.io and Steam. I'm your host Gareth Monk and with me as ever is Luke Keir. Hello, hello, hello. And with us uh, this week we have the wonderful Jess Thomas. Hi. Hello Jess, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. Good, good. Uh, So we're going to just go straight into it, no messing around. Today we're going to be talking about two games by Robert Yang. Uh, We're going to be talking about Tea Room and Marathon. We'll start off with Marathon because uh, that is, uh, you know, funnily enough, given the, the subject uh, of the game, is actually quite a short game. Uh, now, I mean, how, how best do I sum this up? Do either of you have a really good tagline for the game that you want to you wanna try? Stroke that way. Good. <laughs> Strong start. Luke? I was just going to start singing the theme tune to Shaft, to be honest. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's good too. <laughs> so, uh, as, you can't, as you can probably tell, this is... A, a a dick themed this will be a dick themed episode how many how many different words for dick will we say in the whole episode that's going to be the challenge i think really um, snob. oh don't no spray, <laughs> spread space them out luke don't sorry, use them sorry, all sorry. Use them all don't 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 blow your load too early uh which is appropriate <laughs> given the uh theme of the podcast so uh, marathon is a game about uh, well it's inspired by the article the man trying to break the world record for the longest time spent masturbating and you essentially play a disembodied human penis um and you're just trying to just just keep it going just keep that train rolling i don't know why i'm sounding like someone from the 50s uh so we'll cut straight to our to our guest jess so jess what did you think of marathon how long did you did you keep it up for <laughs> um i mean it's a very simple game and once yeah. you've worked out i mean it's just like space bar and you have to just like you know press the space bar but not too long and not too short and i was like after a while i was like Flat, yeah. floppy bird, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, flat, floppy bird. Yeah, that works. Okay. And then after a while, I was just a bit like, I think I get the gist. And <laughs> quite frankly, I do that in real life enough. Not on myself, <laughs> on other people. I was like, I was like, I don't need to play a game about this. I know exactly how this goes. I've, I've lived it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Luke, what about you? Well, yeah, same as Jess, I guess, but I was just like, I can do the actual thing or this thing. So I just, I don't know, I gave it a, I gave it a go for a change and I went about 10 minutes and then nothing <laughs> changed. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll stop now. It's yeah, I mean, so much you can masturbate. And it's not actually a disembodied penis, by the way, guy. I thought that first of all. Was like, oh, okay, isn't it? The, the people are actually standing on his legs and shit. <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah. not disembodied at all. Is it kind of like, what's that, what's that like? film or not film the book where that guy go visits an island and it's like it's all very very like mini borrower style people is it gulliver's travels Travels, yeah is it like a raunchy gulliver's travels then <laughs> i think it is yeah, yeah where it's just or, or like sexy borrowers 
which is I'm sure someone's written that fan fiction. Uh, oh, that, that exists. There is like a whole oh, thing. No, that really. And you go oh. into like women's cleavages slash oh. vaginas. And- oh, Ant-Man does this as well in the comics. I remember reading as a kid, Ant-Man sometimes did this. There's, there's like a naughty Ant-Man every now and again. Right. I'm getting, Ant-Man's I'm, into is, size kinks. Yeah, this is, this is eye-opening for me. Um, <laughs> but like, it, did you feel, I mean, apart from obviously the sort of the obvious part of the game, I mean, it was made for a game jab, so it's very quick. Did you feel there was anything sort of else uh to discuss there do you feel like it has sort of any point to make or it's just kind of a fun experimentation piece i i just think it's so typical of his style that it's just everything all the like silliness goofiness and just simple mechanics distilled mm. down to the most simple thing ever mm. like, you basically like yes you just tap this button and then all these people start to appear on your lap and they're just cheering for you. And if you go on for 10 minutes, it's just this massive cacophony as the audience <laughs> just grows. And that's just so typical of his style of silliness. But I don't know, it's, kind, it's kind of unsettling sometimes. There's just... Yeah. I, like, especially with the next game we're going to talk about, there's a bit more... Yeah, well, there's more to dig into there. But, um, yeah. but, but I think but... this just sums it up because there is just a willy there with people just applauding you and it's kind of unsettling it's kind of powerful it's great it's like yeah I, this would be kind of awesome but also the most terrifying thing ever it's like a bad <laughs> it's like a bad dream that you'd feel proud of that if people wanted to come and watch you do that they'd be like yeah that's cool <laughs> but i mean it's the only time anyone's applauding your willy so uh, yeah oh that's <laughs> come on now there's no need for that <laughs> jess what jess what about you let's let's divert away from the personal attacks on luke because we'll be here all day um what did you <laughs> <laughs> did you did you think it had anything extra to to say after after sort of the initial impression it made on you? I mean, there's another game that's kind of got a similar premise, but you're masturbating uh, vaginas instead, and it's a bit more arty than just uh, wiggling a dick. Okay, uh, it's called Le Petit More or something. Oh, I think I heard about this. Yeah, and it's got it's like that's like pixel art revolvers and that. Um, but that was kind of a bit prettier. Because mm. you have like nice music along with the analog for orgasm, whereas this was kind of like just Luke says, it's kind of very, I think, emblematic of kind of how Robert Yang kind of does sexual stuff with a kind of silly twist. Mm. That, like mm. it definitely didn't have any of the political subtext of some of his other games that are about specifically like gay men or. Mm cottaging or um selfies or bdsm it was a mm. bit just light-hearted which isn't a bad thing you know you no no not at all yeah serious political commentary for every game yeah but i was like they're definitely it had its hallmarks but it was definitely i think a bit less i wasn't that engaged <laughs> okay no that's fair enough i mean as, as we said it was made for a game jam so it's you know it's obviously a as you said it, it feels like it does feel like a kind of a, almost a condensed uh, version of of sort of his mechanical tendencies in game creation. But speaking of his more political works, we'll move on to the the sort of the larger game, uh, the larger member of the the podcast family, oh. if you will. Uh, that, that's another one you can put out on the chart. Uh, it, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Tea Room, uh, which is uh, another of Robert Yang's games. It's a uh, well, I don't know the best way to describe it. I mean, it lists it builds itself as a historical public bathroom simulator about anxiety, police surveillance, and sucking off another dude's gun. Uh, which I think is a fairly good summary of the game. Um, I mean, mechanically, you have we have what, like three, three. Well, let's say three central mechanics. You have standing at the urinal and urinating 
that you have looking at people as they enter or not looking at people as they enter, and you have actually performing oral sex on someone uh, on their gun. Um, so, uh, well, we'll go straight to Jess uh, first. Jess, what did you think of Tea Room? Interesting, um, yep. because I mean, he kind of made the game for a presumed straight male audience who wouldn't perhaps know about the implications or the culture surrounding uh, cutting or yeah. bruising or whatever. So it's interesting going into it. I mean, I mean, it's much less common these days because um, you can just you know go to a gay bar or whatever, and mm. I have you know never cottaged. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out there. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's set in uh, it's set in the 1960s, isn't it's it? It's set in the 1960s. So yeah, so it's a deliberate. It's a time in which yeah, this this is kind of but stuff was exactly. Was, yeah. I mean, for me, it was very much. I know my history, and so it's, I knew all of the kind of implications about police and the statistics, mm. and but that doesn't. They didn't make the game any lesser. It just was kind of interesting to play it because it wasn't designed. I think for gay people, because gay people already know about. Yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you're sort of for you the historical section of that. Uh, I don't know the description of it is probably fairly moot because, as you said, you'd already kind of know that area, of that area of well, that from that that stuff from that period of history. So for you, you know, it's that's it's less that uh that it, that it would be for someone say i don't know like like me or luke uh, i'm obviously not presuming your knowledge luke but i'm just saying you know someone else who doesn't know quite as much about this this area of history as as as, as someone such as yourself might just that's not me going i'm an expert but like <laughs> it, it definitely very much i mean he says it himself it was designed with straight men in mind who mm. are used to the gays being, I think he said, a free action in games where you can just constantly look at stuff. Mm. But in this, the action of looking is in itself uh, can be end up with something good happening, or mm. it can end up with you being, you know, arrested or caught or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think, I and mean, I think that touches on. Um, I mean, for me, sort of uh, mechanically, one of the most interesting things that the game does is take, uh, you know, what in most games is quite a, an arbitrary part of the interactive experience, and and make it. You know this kind of uh, well, almost a, a sort of life or death, do or die action. Um, Luke, what did you what did you think of what did you think of the game itself and, and its and its mechanical uh, implications as well? Uh, I I remember loving this game because we played this game last year. Remember? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, it's been a uh, while. Like this was the first one I wanted us to talk to because I just thought I don't know it summed up his style again because I quite mm. like the rest of his games. Um, because it is just this, I don't know, he, he manages to balance this perfect silliness and seriousness in this game, I feel like, especially with the, say, the audio-visual, like, feedback that you get. Mm. So as you say, like, looking at things, like, sometimes I would just have to look closer at this man's gun, which is there on his pelvis, and by his groin, just trying to see if I've actually got this trophy already in... Like, because you collect trophies with each gun, I yeah. just love, like leaning in and then like having a look around at this guy's penis gun and the, all the actions and then the feedback after actually mm-hmm. licking the gun. There's like the gunshot sound and the ammunition ranks up everything. Yeah, the way he uses the feedback because it's silly. It, like licking a gun is a silly thing to do. Yeah, but then it's all about this serious. Yeah, trying to shed light on. I, I remember there was a book as well that's. 
the tea room is off. And I remember I bought it and you were saying you presume that I don't know much. Yeah, I didn't read it. I forgot it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know it's gone. So yeah, pres- pres- presume away. Cause... Well, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to, but you know, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly not history that I, I you know, I know I'm, I, I'm guilty of, of lacking in that area of history. It's something I need to, to look more into. I, I just love he's, the way the games look and the music he uses. Like there's mm. another one, which is kind of similar to like, it's got a feel of the film Drive, but it's not about that at all. It's about like autoerotics of the oh uh, stick shift, yeah, 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 I, yes, fun. yeah. But, um, and like the country music on this game, I love the. I remember straight away just like playlisting on Spotify the, the country music. It just suits the tone so well. And then you're just licking a gun, and it's just kind of funny and great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he says in the the, the description uh, for the game on itch that he he you know deliberately swapped out having actual penises in the game for yeah. guns because it's it, you know less people will complain uh, and it's again guns are something that the industry is is never going to sort of potentially moderate or ban because it's such an integral part of so many games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what did you guys think about that that sort of uh, that sort of well, aesthetic choice and that sort of choice? Um, how it changed it the game mechanically as well as, 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 you know, Luke said, you are racking up ammunition rather than, I don't know, some other indicator of, of, of how, how, how good, how good a job you're doing on this guy's wang. Uh, so, uh, Jess, what did you think about the sort of the stylistic choices in the game? I mean, first of all, he put in guns cause his games getting banned on Twitch. People could not live stream them. Yeah, that was so it. Yeah. I had a quick look through what was banned and it wasn't a cohesive list. It was just like a general gist. But five of his games were on there, along with a bunch of games that essentially were all just raping women. Right. So my first thought of that was, so they're censoring these games because there's penises. And they're censoring, and I mean, I don't particularly agree with that. But then they're, they're kind of almost equating censoring these games because they've got penises in them. Mm. Censoring these games because you're raping a 14-year-old. And I was a bit like, Twitch, that is completely fucked up from the first place those two things one of those things is morally always bad one of those things is not you know like at all it's just a dick um so i mean that comment in itself was kind of i think apt Mm. especially because there's so many games these days that are just so based in violence like um well like he says you know so many games in the industry are just based around guns you've got call of duty battlefield and Mm. there's a, a far cry and those are, I guess, some of the biggest shooters. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, they are. It is the biggest sector of the industry still. Well, that yeah. apart from that and like FIFA, you know, I mean, even Fortnite, which is the massive hit at the moment, you know, features even in a cartoonish way does feature prominent gun violence. So, you know, um, yeah, definitely, I definitely agree with you there. And it is strange, like, yeah, I mean, how do you? I mean, everything that happens in the tea room, I mean, apart from the arresting, is consensual. Um, and I imagine I, d- I haven't played all these other games, but I don't think there's anything. I think all the acts that take place in those are consensual, aren't they? Oh, completely. No, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. a few like BDSM things, but it's specifically about BDSM and yeah, BDSM. yeah, yeah. yeah and I feel yeah. like Twitch in itself conflating homosexual content with rape. It's like that. Problems over Twitch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's, that's you know, I mean, he doesn't touch on that in the game. I just thought it was just quite ridiculous the way i mean the game doesn't touch on it but that's fine because the game is in itself commenting on the nature of censorship and mm. what's acceptable and what isn't and i mean if you ask me sucking someone off i mean there is no game currently that has 
succeeded in a sex scene that is not completely just cringeworthy, I think. Yeah. And that, and that includes the tea room because I think it's supposed to be a bit daft because obviously it's yeah. sucking off guns. But I mean, so that in itself is a comment on uh, the relationship between, you know, games and sex and censorship. But I just felt like Twitch in itself, just conflating homosexuality with rape was just like, what? you doing twitch um and i can kind of see why he deliberately had to then make a game that was kind of a flagrant fuck you in yeah yeah it's, yeah i mean it's a it's a big middle finger to to the aspects of his games they've uh they banned previously and saying like look i can make a game that's still still as explicit as my others by changing like one detail it's it, it's <laughs> not exactly like subtly done it is very obvious it's about <laughs> what the game is still about isn't it so so yeah it's um yeah, I mean, and it is, you know, I think it's, I think it gets that message across very, very effectively uh, in terms of, in terms of rallying against those kinds of policies. Uh, Luke, what about you? What did you sort of think of uh, the aesthetic choices of the game? Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Yeah, I just, yeah, again, as Jess was saying, with the silliness, just like I know the kind of unsettling dead I stare. Remember they used to give you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing. It's just there is. There's always this kind of silly, awkward, and empowering thing that he's doing, and I don't know which place how I feel when I'm playing it but it ends up just laughing. It's like when the Scissor Sisters make a rude joke and my mother's in the room and I just have to laugh because I don't know what else to do because my mother just looks like coy and I'm just like, oh, well, this is like awkward but awesome and sex is fine and everything but I don't know, I just think he does it, he just does it really well and like, and just that whole I don't know, I remember he's got lots of stats on top of each gun as well doesn't he, like the cartridge yeah. and the effective range like he doesn't need to put that in but it just shows how silly that like this is all fine. These things which kill things, these like stats about things which literally kill people, that's fine. But a penis? Oh, God, no. Yeah. I just love that like, he just hammers home this, this is gun culture and this is yeah. fuck you. Like, what's wrong with a penis? I think it's really like, it is definitely, you could, I, I mean, personally, I would say you could label it as a work of, a work of genuine satire, you know, which is, is you know, it's, it's using humour as a form to, oh. to, you know, to to raise these aspects and to sort of lampoon these, as as Jess was saying, these really uh, nonsensical and ridiculous rules that led to the banning of his his other games uh, in the first place. Um, Jess, was there anything? Sort of any other points you wanted to raise? We haven't we haven't covered. Was there anything in particular before we move on to another section of the game? I just wanted to make sure that I'm not uh, I'm not forgetting anything. I think I'm okay. I'm just trying to think of when there's been penises in other games. We and... actually, you did say uh, about bad video game sex scenes. I thought like, oh, this yeah, de- yeah, we could yeah. definitely talk about that for a bit because that is a uh, no, no, that no, is. No, no, we have to remember them, Gareth. Oh, I, I have them all seared into my mind. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We'll uh, we'll do we'll do we'll do maybe a couple each. We'll like uh, so if you give us your top well well worst three, Jess, and then I'll do mine, and then if you if you can remember three, you do yours. So go on, Jess, you go first. Yeah, no, right. So I could basically put Grand Theft Auto into all of these, because, I mean, despite the fact I hate Grand Theft Auto, I think the sex scenes are exceedingly just misogynistic and gratuitous. I mean, but for me, one of the worst was, uh, was I guess it's three on my list, was just when you're, I think it's Grand Theft Auto 4, and you can get, you can hire a prostitute to give you a blowjob. Yes, yeah. But you don't see anything. It It seemed very tiered at, like, Ooh, teenage boys are gonna play this. Uh, it was just like such a male power fantasy thing. I was just like, ugh. 
And there was just the whole kind of prostitution sex scene thing in Grand Theft Auto 4. I mean, they removed a bunch of it, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, I, I mean, they, they'd obviously come under fire before in, in you know, various ways for including uh, sexual content in their games, which is ridiculous. Uh, I, mean, given... I don't even think that including sexual content is in itself inherently bad. It's just no, it's such uh... a male-oriented power fantasy that was bad because that's where it veers into the misogyny. Yeah, and that's and that's that's something that the Grand Theft Auto games have always uh, been been criticised and right, rightly so for uh, from even up until the to the most the most recent one, Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, so that's number one. What about what, what's your next one on your list? Right, it's just quite a specific one. Okay. Bear in mind, I have played through Mass Effect too many times to oh, mention. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and um, so I've done every romance on every character on every game. Okay. Um, which is exactly as sad as it sounds, but no, the no, no, worst, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. The worst sex scene, because I mean, the Liara and the Garrus ones, they're my favourite romances. They're pretty, I mean, even their sex scenes are pretty, there's not much to them, but they're still pretty like, this is, this is cringy. Mm. Um, but the worst one, I think, was Jacob. Oh, I don't know if I did that one. Oh, God. It's just, he comes into your bedroom, and he's just making these crappy one-liners the whole time. <laughs> it's bad because it's cheesy, but it's not cheesy in a good way. <laughs> he's like, he's like, come on, baby. And it's like someone who's kind of, this is how black people talk, comes yeah. in. Right. Yeah, system. right. And it's, it's just, I mean, it's so bad that in the next game, he's like, yeah, we're not getting back together. I've got a wife now. It's like, that is, that is the best decision you've ever made, Bioware, because that was cringy. Yeah, I obviously realised not to continue it. Okay, and what is your, your, your final one? Right. I mean, I love The Witcher 3. I love yes. it. Yeah, Great. this would have been on as well. Yeah, you may, but, you may have included a few on our lists as well, but go on. But the... Um, this, this Shondi, the sex scene from the Hearts of Stone DLC, um, it was all right because I mean none of the sex scenes in that game were particularly great. But I mean, in terms of sex scenes in video games that I've seen, I would say they are the best done. And I mean, that's oh, not yeah. a very high criticism. No, no. it's not a high standard. But just as the camera pans out, it's like they come to the shore and it's day. And they haven't modelled Geralt's penis. He's just like a Ken doll. And I mean, <laughs> I, I don't particularly think they should have modelled Geralt's penis. But in other cases, they'd let less be in pants. And I'm like, this is such a weird directorial decision to make. Yeah. That just, you pan back to Geralt and he's got a Ken doll. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've played that one for The Witcher Three, but I remember some. Some of them aren't too bad, but they 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 kind of they do vary greatly in quality. I've found depending on the prominence of the character that you're that you're um, that you're having sex with. I mean, I'm a young woman, but would you mean that literally or figuratively or both? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> cool. Right, Luke. Have you got any that weren't already included? Yeah, Witcher 3, any of them from The Witcher 3 would have been on my list because I just found it painful. Um, I guess then it's just all the famous ones, like Heavy Rain. That was just a... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> So bad. What's the what about that like, one? Is he bandaging him up or something? Or he's got shot or something? Or yeah, is it? Yeah, or one of his kids oh. has just died or something. Oh, no, he's, he's searching for his kid. Yeah, they haven't died yet. Yeah, but yeah. yeah that- I think he's got injured and he's got bandages around him or something it's just the most painful like yeah trying to be like a hbo sex scene that was a particularly terrible one i remember yeah i mean did you ever play the one in um in in fahrenheit which was i didn't but i've always that 
is something else. Yeah, that's that's genuinely quite terrible. I don't know. See, I think Kevin Reigns is worse because it's closer to the Uncanny Valley. I feel like (laughs) I know they were having like a a zombie sex scene in the in Fahrenheit, weren't they? And it looks like that. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Actually, looks even more zombified because they look almost alive, and it's just horrific. Their lustful gazes are just so empty. They just—they look like two fish just staring at each other. That's what. what, When they, whenever, whenever video games don't get eyes right, it's just cod eyes. It's like, uh, what is it? What's the one? Uh, Advanced. This isn't a sex scene. It would have been weird if it was. Well, actually, it might have been interesting. Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Obviously, they mo-capped Kevin Spacey. I mean, again problematic subject but uh, aside from that uh his obviously the facial recognition very good but the eyes are just and maybe this is more about kevin spacey than it is as advanced warfare but they're just dead like that's they're the one part that that in any motion capture they just never get and it's so it's like yeah you get like oh yeah the face looks amazing but whenever someone looks at someone else they're just like dead behind the eyes yeah. um and yeah i think that doesn't translate well to sexies yeah i was gonna say heavy rain so that's oh yeah <laughs> Is there is is there one in Beyond Two Souls? Because I've never finished that. Um, I don't, no, but there was that whole controversy about the whole model of. Oh, the sh- yeah. There was yeah. a weird nude scene or something where like she's half sh- naked, but yeah. it wasn't like, a sex scene. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I d- show a scene, but she doesn't yeah, actually. Yeah. Actually, show anything, but they model their entire body. I think that's. I'd never played the game. So no, you're yeah, right. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. So she didn't. Obviously, when she mocap the scene, she didn't get naked because that would be yeah. weird and unnecessary. Um, but they they didn't need to, but they modelled the whole naked body for her, which was That's yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, yeah, all levels of horror. That's like uh, real life weird. Like That's yeah, the opposite yeah. of what happened with Geralt as well. They just left him with Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is just weird. Fuck. Yeah, I I don't honestly think there's any. I was going to say there's some Mass Effect ones that are quite bad, but you know, Jess, you've covered that already, and yeah, the David Cage stuff. I don't think there's any more. Uh, oh, I mean, there's more. There's loads oh, no, no, more. Okay, no, I mean, any, any, more, any more I can think of off the top of my head. I think the only what one that all I... all the boobs in God of War? Oh, <laughs> like, God. Oh, yeah. God of War has some awful ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, Far God. Cry 3. I've never even played oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, that was awful. Oh. Fun God of War story, right? And then we'll, we'll move on. But Fun God of War story. So my... Uh, me and my brother shared a PS2 when we were growing up, and he's a couple of years younger than me. So I think when the first God of War came out, when was it? I can't remember, but I was like, four, I must have been like 14, maybe younger. Yeah. And so he was, you know, about 12. Uh, anyway, we had the demo of it. And so he showed, my, and I don't know if you ever played the PS2 demo for God of War, but you do the first boss battle and then that's it. And then it just stops, right? Uh, and so he showed it to my parents. My parents were really strict on video game age ratings when we were growing up, but he showed it to my parents. They were like, it's pretty gory, but like it's fantasy. It's no, it's no worse than like I suppose any of the other sort of films he might have watched already at that age. So yeah. like you know, it's, yeah, you can have it. So he gets it, and my I think it was my dad or my mum was watching him play at the beginning just to double check it. And immediately after that boss fight, you get a sex scene, uh, which is obviously like it's off screen. You're just hammering a button, but as soon as that came up, my dad was just like, nope, and just like turned the PS4 off, took the disc out and just walked away with it. And I was like, <laughs> it, was it was just the, 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 I've never seen my dad move so fast across the room. It was quite impressive. actually. <laughs> um, so yeah. So to this day, it's still, I still bring it up from time to time at home, but yeah, so that's the, again, double standards of, of violence and sex, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you have basically brought up the intrinsically just worst thing about God of War sex scenes, which is like you have to hammer a button. Oh yeah, no, they, like they, they, match Kratos oh is thrusting. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you 
if you did, did you get like bonus health and stuff? If you yeah, managed? you get like, and all the girls yeah. are all like, oh, you're so oh, amazing, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's such, it's such a power fantasy in a video game. It's like yeah. I can't even be offended by this. It's just cringy. That's, I was just gonna say that's so ludicrous. I still think Heavy Rains is worse because that's like. You that's aiming. Yeah, you have to do the button prompts, but it's all oh, ooh, it's, yeah. it's emotional and serious. But it's just cringe. Yeah, oh. I, sp- I suppose God of War isn't aiming for realism, whereas Heavy yeah. Rain is trying to emulate actual sex. Um, and that makes it work. No, definitely. I, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, God of War. Uh, that's not uh, giving God of War a pass, by the way. But God of War. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, and f- I think Far, Far Cry Three is another one I forgot, but that generally ties into kind of the whole. That just, game is just probably the bad, yeah. The the <laughs> element, various elements of Far Cry series narrative design that are lacking. Uh, okay, so I think we pretty much covered uh, Tea Room there. And uh, as I said, by Robert Yang, he's on Twitter at Radiator Yang. Uh, you can find all his games on Itch uh, for free. Uh, and again, his his Itch username is also Radiator Yang. Um, so we'll cut to the sort of the final section we always do at the end of the podcast, uh, which is just to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. So we'll start with our guest, Jess. So what have you been playing recently, Jess? Anything good? Um, I recently got a Switch, so I finally oh, Breath of the Wild, and I played a bit of it, but just like a, just taking a tiny slice of the game, I don't think you can really capture what makes it good because I wasn't mm. doing much. Um, so having sat down and properly put in, I think maybe way too many hours um <laughs> i really really like it because i was switching between that and playing the very first legend of zelda for a little oh, bit nice. um and like i remember seeing i can't remember who it was um but he does something or other on twitter but he was talking about how breath of the wild kind of encapsulates very classical design elements of the original Legend of Zelda mm. and playing them both back to back. I could definitely see what he meant. Yeah. Um, about that? Was that Austin Walker talking about it? Might well have been. I, I think I, quite a few I think quite a few people have touched on it now. I think yeah, it's something that comes up a lot in the conversation. It's quite, it comes up a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than Breath of the Wild, I've been jumping between Breath of the Wild and playing Bloodborne, which is quite <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when I get too angry at Bloodborne, I go back to Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, it's so chill. I love, it. I love it to bits. What Bloodborne's so chill? <laughs> no, Zelda, not Bloodborne. I mean, I do kind of get into this Zen zone playing Bloodborne because I played it so many times now that I can kind of do it without thinking. Mm. Um, but that's why he says something deeply disturbing about me that I'm in a Zen zone playing a game <laughs> so violent. No, I don't think so. I, I, that, you do hear that from people who play a lot of the the FromSoft stuff, and especially if you play it over and over again. Like to me, it's it's still terrifying. I still haven't finished Bubble, but uh, yeah, I can see how you get the Zen zone. I'm I actually really looking forward to playing it because I I don't get on well with the Dark Souls. Games. It is really good. Like it is, it is yeah. it's worthy of the. Pre- but uh, just you say about Breath of the Wild, I am. Um, I actually restarted it recently and I looked oh. at my save save slot and I I, hadn't fi- I didn't even finish it. I wasn't even probably, I did maybe, I think I done three out of the four beasts uh, and, I, and I'd put like over a hundred hours into it and that's gone. That's just gone. I've just restarted it. And it's, it's, I'm just, I'm taking my time with it way more. Like you said, it's a game that you could take at a really nice slow pace and it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. Like, I, I can't think of another game I played like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. What are you? What? What? So, whereabouts are you with the game now? Like, what stage are you at? Um, in Bloodborne, I am just in the Forbidden Woods. I won't spoil any more than that because I'm not sure how far in you are. Um, I yeah, I've just done. Oh, what boss did I just do? I'm just past Vicar Amelia. 
Yes, you'll be, we're pretty much at the same bit. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's, that's been there for a while. I haven't touched it for a good month or but so. Yeah, so. Um, but in Breath of the Wild, I haven't done any of the beasts yet. I basically spent a very long time climbing up to the highest mountain. Yeah! Sliding down. Yeah. And then just doing that, and then running around in random areas. And sometimes it works out very well, and sometimes you get your ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, it, oh. I have fun doing that. It's that just a lovely part of the game, though. That initial, like, first, I don't know, seven hours is so beautiful and great. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it, it's just a nice walks game. Like, if, if you could keep a dog in it, I'd just, I'd just, just go and walk in Breath of the Wild with my dog. It'd just horses. be great. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They're pretty good, actually. The horses are pretty good. Um, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exceptionally a good game. I mean, we've talked, Luke and I have talked about it before uh, at, at length. I think. Yeah, I don't want to like keep going on about it because I know it's a game that everyone. No, 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 no. But it really is that good. Yeah, no. You talk about it as much as you want. I just mean that you, Luke, and I won't probably uh, elaborate anymore because we've talked about it for I think multiple episodes, haven't we? Yeah, and I'm still probably nowhere further in the game because I just dip it. It's just my game that I'll dip into. Yeah, basically, you can just pick it up. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is three beasts in as well. This side, so like, and I'm not. I don't care about finishing the game. I have no intention to ever finish it. I just yeah. like to go in, do a couple of shrines, and then just fan you about for a couple of hours. Like, it's just nice to do. Yeah, it is. I think, despite it, I mean, it came out on the Wii U as well, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but it oddly suits, not oddly, obviously, but it, it really suits the the sort of design philosophy of the Switch because it is a game you can really easily because it's so freeform dip in and out of. I think, and I think that's mm-hmm. what's. One of the things that's that's great about it. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Jess. Uh, Luke, have you been playing anything other than the Tetris demo? <laughs> God damn it. I'm trying to think when I last played that, actually. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I played it, actually. Damn. A couple of weeks? You played yeah, that recently? Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Have you played anything else? I think you think this is a joke, don't you? That I like. No, no, I don't. I know, I'm, I'm well aware now. We're episode 11. We're past the point of it being a joke. I know that it's serious. <laughs> it's not been funny episode two. <laughs> um, I finished uh, Far Cry 5 and I don't like it. Yeah? <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, just, I, I just have to accept that it's not... Far Cry isn't a series for me anymore. I like Far Cry 2 and, that's, and Far Cry 4 is fine and that's it. Like that, I just I don't like the game. I like the game. Yeah, any any particular reasons? Is it is it the narrative? Is it the mechanics? Is it is it both? What what what? That, give us some pointers. Actually, both and the mechanics <laughs> could not have been because this, this is why I still hold that Far Cry Four is still a good game because just mechanically it's great and it's a bit more sparse and it's not constantly things going on all the time. Mm. It's like being more in that old UB um, soft style of games. This one tries to do loads of things better, but then it's just constantly. People are just talking at you all the time mm. to the point that I feel so overwhelmed and just actually physically sick. Like, there's there so many times that I will press a little audio log, which I don't really care about. Then a guy will start talking to me over the radio, and then my buddy in the background who's flying a plane at the top, not like a real buddy, an AI buddy, is <laughs> going like, oh, they're starting to shoot me, and then you've got enemies just all shouting. I'm like, I just want to listen to this audio log. You like Games have been... Dealing how to pass these kind of things, which you're yeah. attempting to do for quite a while now, for like half a decade at least, they've started to manage this really well, and they're not even trying. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of things where this game is just not even trying. If anything, it's trying to just not try. Yeah, <laughs> it's just trying to be in the middle of everything and just have it- shit going down, but the wrong kind of shit for a Far Cry game. It's not. It- 
everything isn't exploding all the time and it's not like that. It feels like they've toned that back to be built for co-op so it'll be more chaotic. To like, so you can deal with it if it's co-op, or playing mm. it solo. So it seems kind of tame and then the rest of it doesn't seem tame. Everyone's a diabolical evil genius. You can get into your mind or they're just absolutely goofy and ridiculous and aloof characters and it's just a stupid game. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you're 100% not a fan then? No, and okay. I'm really, I, I, I'm slightly disappointed because Far Cry 2 is still one of my favourite games of all time. So like, mm, fair I enough. played it, I, I remember talking about it in the last podcast, I played it a couple of hours of Far Cry 2 the day before. I don't know, mm. it's not as good as I remembered, but it's still better than Far Cry. Yeah. What about Jess, have you got any thoughts on Far Cry? Have you played any of them before? Or? I played two, and I haven't played any of them since. I've seen loads about five because I was initially interested in the idea of Punching white supremacists. Yeah, sure. That's As we all were, like. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like. Um, but it seems like Ubisoft have completely dodged any genuine political commentary in, in lieu of just middle of the road. Mm. And, I mean, on the one hand, I do not know how far along a development it was. And as someone who makes games, I know how difficult it is to actually make games. So I'm not going to criticise them for that. But on the other hand, if you're going to portray it as, hey, these are violent hick white supremacist kind of things um, and then not have any commentary on well that's bad that's kind of how Gamergate happens guys yeah um, and also on the whole I just don't like Ubisoft or their games I liked Mario Kingdom Rabbids because um, oh, it was so unlike anything Ubisoft had ever done before oh yeah well yeah I mean, but that was, that was I quite unique. can't get into Far Cry I can't get into Watch Dogs 2 I can't get into Assassin's Creed even though I love Ancient Egypt I was just like this is an Ubisoft game through and through in every single sense. Every yeah. one of their games is just a reskinned, exactly the same co- com- uh, control scheme. Pardon me. Um, I just can't get into them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that does have the, the, the Ubisoft, especially the well, the, the third person. But even uh, with the, I remember I played. I think I had a year where I played. It was an Assassin's Creed and a Watch. I, I, I played like two or three of their open world games. So yeah. it's not back to back, but within close succession of each other and i just like man like the amount of design elements that share between there it's just crazy like it's even far cry like you know which is first person like stuff like you know the the indicator for if someone sees you and like yeah. it's just little things and there it's kind of i don't know it's weird it's a very strange way of i mean obviously you know it, it, i don't think it's a time-saving device i think it's just it's kind of a brand thing almost now yeah it's just I, I don't know. It's a, to me, it's a very strange way of designing it, but, but, but there you go. They do get the sequel right, though. Like, Assassin's Creed 2. I want to defend the Ubisoft games now, but there's only, like, three of them that I don't want to defend. <laughs> <laughs> like, Assassin's Creed 2, Watch Dogs 2, Far Cry 2. They're all great games. No, it's, it's true. It's kind of sad that then, yeah, they've just pummeled this sort of thing into the ground. But, like, wow. they do actually try with this game as well. It's a lot more open, like, the whole narrative and side story thing blends a bit more. It's like they've actually played Witcher 3 and learned a little bit from the way a game like this, an open-world game, should be set up. Yeah, yeah. But then it's... Everything else is just bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm not going to go on about it too much, but the, no, way it's okay. about, the way they treat about animals, treat animals in this game, oh, my God. There's literally one scene where you have to get bulls to have sex with each other and then kill the bulls after they've obviously got sperm left in their testicles. Oh. The best time to use their testicles for cooking. What? And you have to blow one up with a, 
um, rocket launcher, grind one with a um, uh, with like this big tractor which just grinds it into meat. Oh, and I think what? they have to blow up another one by some means. I can't. And all the while, while they're having sex, it's all it's all played for laughs. It's hilarious. It's got um, "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye in the background. And it's just the weirdest, creepiest thing I've ever played. And, and I just love the fact that, like, I don't know, this chaos simulator seems to think that you can grind a bull through a bloody massive barbed tractor and still get testicles from it. <laughs> but, then, but then it'll straight away, I think after that, you have, like, this barbecue, right? And they feed the people the testicles, like the meat user. It's supposed to be amazing. You had a lovely time. You wake up drunk, and it pretends as if you've like dolled up um, pigs and goats in like party hats, as if they're in on the party as well. And then that's like cute and like animals are cute and funny again. Like you wouldn't hurt them. They're like humanizing it. It's the weirdest forty seconds of a video game I've ever played. <laughs> that is sounds- so actually wrote that. I yeah, know, right? they sat like- down and thought this is good. And the worst like they were aiming for like a GTA funniness, but just totally missed that. Like even what GTA gets wrong, they got it wrong twice. Yeah, I like as well. Someone wrote it, and then more than one person had to look at that and go, "Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. We'll put that in." That's I what was the rights about. for. Let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, that's like yeah. Just that scene. Right, yeah, I have a question up. here in theme of the Wangs. Do you actually see the bull testicles, or are they just horrible? No. No, that you just, I don't know, you just kill it and then it says... Oh, what so that even on. more penis uh, censorship. Know, yeah, it's, that is, on, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> there we go. Anything else apart from Far Cry, Luke? Or has that been your main... Um, no, I think that's been the main one, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, what have I done? I've been commuting a lot, so I've been doing a lot of Switch. So I finished uh, Celeste and oh. SteamWorld Dig 2 both of which were exceptionally good mm-hmm. um, in very different ways. Uh, I'll be very quick. Um, Celeste is just, I never would have thought I'd like a game like that, but it's so, it's just beautiful. It's so well made. And just when it starts to slightly out, you're like, oh, this is getting to start a bit much now. It, 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 it kind of builds to this crescendo really nicely. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, for anyone who hasn't played it, but it's very good. And SteamWorld Dig 2 is... I mean, I love all the SteamWorld games. Uh, I mean, there's only been two of them. But SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist were both, like, the reason, what, two of the reasons I loved my 3DS back in the day. No, back in the day, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, and SteamWorld Dig 2 is, is, is equally as good. Uh, apart from that, I've just been playing, well, like, on a post-apocalyptic high, I've been playing Fallout 4 and Mad Max uh, a lot. Yeah, well, I got Fallout 4 Ultimate Edition for, like, 15 quid in a sale on PS4 a couple of months back and I've never played it. So uh, it's good. Yeah. I, I think I, I might've tried it out. I think a friend might have lent me it back when it nearer to when it came out. I didn't really get into it, but I've just kind of been, yeah, it, it, it's a very, when you've played something like, you know, Jess, you were talking about Breath of the Wild or mm. uh, you both mentioned Witcher. I've played both of those games since Fallout 4 came out and it's going back to a very, almost a static means of, of conveying information and quests and things like that. Like, it feels like a very traditional game in a weird way. Uh, you know, because, as you said, something like The Witcher or Breath of the Wild, uh, and even, in some ways, Far Cry 5 felt more organic. And this is like, okay, to get this quest, go speak to this person, and then you... It just feels very... Not not it, not wrote in a bad way, but almost kind of I want to say formulaic, but then that makes, sounds like I don't enjoy it, and I do enjoy it. But maybe I enjoy it because it's formulaic and it's kind of easy. I don't have to think too much when I play Fallout Four, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's you know it's it's a very well made game. Like it looks great. It, the writing is generally not terrible. Um, I actually played the Fallout board game recently as well, and it's odd how well the loop from Fallout Four translates into a board game. Uh, it's just it's just very interesting. Uh, and Mad Max is yeah because it's free. Quite enjoying it. There's I'll probably never finish that because it's stupidly big. Um, but yeah, just you know, it's just again that game looks really nice. Uh, uh, and the car fights are good, and the punching's good. So you know, what more can you want, really? Um, announced today they're going to be doing teaming with um, the original team doing Rage again. Yes, Rage or, uh, yeah, Rage. yeah, that would be. Uh, I mean, has anyone here? I've never played Rage. It's so like fun, is it? Yeah, yeah, you've played it. I remember. Trash. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. I, I, it's one of those ones I always meant to try, but I think because when it came out, I was. Perhaps had less money at the time. I couldn't justify dropping like Same, yeah. full price on it. But I think there's something I'll need to look up. It's probably quite cheap on Steam now, I imagine. Oh so, yeah. So is it is it so it's a it's a first person shooter and I know it has some brief sort of car driving segments as well. How does it how does what is it like? Just give us the quick your quick take on Honestly, on it's almost like the Mad Max game, but kind of light. Um yeah. it's I think I can see Fallout 4 taking its first-person elements from Rage, because, I mean, mm. first-person elements in Fallout 3 in New Vegas are not great. Oh, yeah, they were pretty terrible. the bat system, whereas 4 is kind of almost optimised for you to shoot down a scope. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. very kind of Rage, almost. Um, okay. It has some interesting design elements in that quite a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff at that point was all just very straight-laced and... Mm. Fallouty, but without the original Fallout aesthetic. Whereas this one kind of goes for a kind of silly Mad Max vibe, and oh, okay. purely rips it off. Like nothing original, not an original bone in its makeup, but <laughs> really fun to play. I think it had good shooting mechanics. A bit clunky sometimes, but lots of games from that era are. Mm. Um, I mean, it's I just enjoy it as a game to pick up and play. Mm. I remember, yeah, I remember seeing it when when it was coming out or announced and I was interested in it. I mean, that period had some really interesting sort of experimental shoot design. Like you had that, there was, um, oh, the time travel one where you were in like a Russian facility, which I can't remember the name of time shift, I think. Shit, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah. Something like that. And then portal and stuff like that as well. It was, yeah. you know, it was, it was a period for quite experimental shoot design. And, and, you know, that has come back slightly like stuff like with the new Wolfenstein's Titanfall two, uh, mm-hmm. the campaigns for that, you know, so it's really interesting to see that. Cool. Well, I mean, we're recording this on the 14th of May, and they said that tomorrow the gameplay trailer drops. So by the time this goes up, it will have been and gone. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what, what form it takes on. Um, brilliant. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap that up there. Uh, so we talked about Tea Room and Marathon. So they're both games by Robert Yang, who you can find on Twitter, at Radio T. Yang. Um, our guest today has been the wonderful Jess Thomas. Jess, thank you very much for coming on. Where can people find you on the internet? And is there anything you wish to plug? Um, right, so my main Twitter account is GothyCrip, which is G-O-T-H-Y-C-R-I-P. Um, and there's a bunch of links there if you're interested in games about gay ladies, which is what I do and I'm doing. Um, currently, the game I'm doing is inspired by Studio Ghibli, I guess. Um, but I am also in the process of working on a sci-fi shooter. Cool. Um but if you want to look at my pixel art or game bits, just go onto my Twitter and there's like 10 different links to peruse and judge me by. <laughs> and you've got a Patreon as well, is that correct? Yes, that is also yeah. linked on the Twitter. 
cool brilliant well people check that out yeah it's the at goffy crip you said and the the sort of the is it the well kind of the project name or the game project uh, name is eclectia isn't it that's what you yeah kind of, that's the, heading the name of like my kind of general studio is the wrong word it's just me but that's kind of why i'm blogging under and stuff just yeah. because i wanted a name that wasn't just my name yeah like a, a name you know, a name that represents your collective group of works of art, I suppose. Yes. Nice way to put it. Cool. Well, people can check you out there. Uh, Luke, where can people find you? Let's see if you can remember your own Twitter handle. I can, but I just don't use it anymore. Con Kia. So there you go. You can follow it for bad or no tweets. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am at Gareth underscore Monk, and you could follow me for numerous bad tweets. Uh, and very then- bad. Yeah, they're very bad. And then, uh, of course, the podcast is at scratching underscore itch. Uh, the podcast, uh, we're on SoundCloud, we're on uh, iTunes, we're on uh, everything, we're on everything. So you can find us there. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, so uh, it's goodbye from me and Luke and Jess. So goodbye, everyone. <laughs>